a world where apes evolve from men, there has to be an answer. Don't look for it, Taylor. You may not like what you find. Welcome to Anto Knows. What do I know? I know a lot about science fiction. And I also know a lot about a science fiction classic called Planet of the Apes. Never seen the original Planet of the Apes? Never seen all five movies? Well, we're going to go into spoilers, so here's my suggestion. Pause this this podcast. Go watch all five films. You did it? Great. Now we can talk about it. All right. The original Planet of the Apes movie started out like everything else. Starts out from a novel by Pierre Boulet, who wrote The Bridge on the River Kwai, a very famous novel about World War II. After that, one day he was at a zoo, and he said to himself, what if we were in the cages and the apes were outside? So that gave him an idea about an advanced civilization where apes are the dominant species, and human beings are just, like, looked on as, like, animals. Why are the Apes was one of that ideas. Arthur P. Jacobs, who was a producer, decided to produce this film. And after a lot of setbacks and eventually hooking on Charlton Heston for the lead role of an astronaut named Taylor, 20th Century Fox eventually greenlit the movie and it became this science fiction classic. Let's talk about the movie. All right. Taylor is an astronaut who is so fed up with the world, he decides that he's going to leave the Earth light years away and go to a far and distant star. He brings along a crew of three, a young girl named Stuart, a scientist named uh, Dodge, and another astronaut named Landon. They crash land in the water. Stuart dies in an air leak, and they find they're alone on this strange planet. They make their way through a planet called the uh, part of the world called the Forbidden Zone. We find out why it's such a truly forbidden place, and they find a jungle interior where human beings are like cave people, like right out of the Stone Age. At first, they figured that this is the best they've got. They could run this world after a while. But they're in for a surprise. Gorilla soldiers hunt human beings like deer and chase them all over the uh, uh, planet and either hunt them, shoot them, and capture them. Dodge dies. Landon gets hurt and captured, and Taylor gets wounded in the throat. He finds himself a prisoner in the city of the apes, and he eventually, through Zira, this young ape psychologist who is a female chimpanzee who believes that humans should be studied, she uh, finds out that Taylor is intelligent because he writes his name. I name is Taylor. She eventually convinces her fiancé, played by the great Roddy McDowell, an ape named Cornelius, who is an uh, archaeologist, enter the villain. Or should I say antagonist? Dr. Zayas is another scientist, is an orangutan, who believes in keeping one thing, the greatest secret that apes have. Taylor eventually... tries to convince him he's not a savage. He's an astronaut from a distant world. But the 
They don't want to hear it. He eventually escapes, and then he can talk. So they put him on trial. They put Zirconius on trial for heresy. Dr. Zayas and the council doesn't want to hear any of this. They believe that Taylor is some kind of experiment or some kind of mutant. They're not sure. He's eventually handed over to Dr. Zayas for final disposal. That doesn't sound very good. Zira and Cornelius and her nephew Lucius help him and Nova escape. They go to the Forbidden Zone and they find that they can hide in the, in the uh, desert in the diggings that Cornelius had years ago. Taylor says, I'm never going to be captured again and takes a rifle. Zayas and his soldiers follow them to the Forbidden Zone and eventually corner them. But Dr. Zayas is subdued. Taylor forces Zayas to hear Cornelius' evidence. Uh, Dr. Zayas isn't convinced that this is the... Basically, humanity was here first, and apes owe them everything. When they find a human doll that can talk, Dr. Zayas doesn't believe it, but he is eventually asked to. He's always known about man. He said, Cornelius and Zira are dumbfounded by this, and Taylor eventually subdues Zayas. He tells the soldiers that he wants enough food for a month for him and his female to go right off into the Forbidden Zone. Dr. Zayas agrees. They eventually give him what he wants, and he rides off into the sunset with the hopes of a happy ending. Well, this is a Rod Serling story. We're not going to get that. Uh, they put t- uh, they destroyed the evidence and put Zirikonius on for heresy, but we never see really the results of that. Taylor finds out the most shocking ending to all of movie history. This planet is Earth. He's been home all along. A half-buried Statue of Liberty is the evidence. Uh, what do you do? Do you do what do you do? What do you do as a movie producer? I know what you do. You make a sequel. Sequels are kind of a tricky business. Either you uh, repeat the same story over again, or tell it a little bit differently, or tell a completely different story with new characters. You don't do that with this. The sequel to Planet of the Apes went through several different titles. Planet of the Apes revisited Planet of Men, but eventually those ideas were eventually cycled into what eventually became Beneath the Planet of the Apes. In this film, Taylor, Charlton Heston didn't want to make a sequel, so he literally vanishes into the Forbidden Zone, and that's what happens at the beginning. Nova eventually finds an astronaut named Brent who is looking for Taylor. They find their way through to the City of the Apes, and there we find one of my favorite ape characters. I even named my dog after him. His name is General Ursus. James Gregory, a noted character actor, plays this wonderful guerrilla soldier leader who wants to rage war on whoever lives in the Forbidden Zone. He believes that the Planet of the Apes is on the verge of famine and tells Dr. Zayas either we invade or we starve. 
And so what is worse than famine, doctor? Dr. Zayas says to him, the unknown. And indeed, we will find out what that unknown is. Um, the only difference here is that Roddy is not in this movie. You hear him at the beginning, but he is not in this film. He is... Uh, Another actor plays his uh, character. Kim Hunter replaces her role as Zira and warns Brent to find Taylor before everything is too late. We eventually go into the Forbidden Zone and find the buried city of New York. We find a, a group of race of mutants who have, have telepathic powers and have disgusting burned radiated faces. They want basically a holy weapon of peace, the last bomb, the bomb that basically could end everything. So they force Brent and Taylor during this reunion to kill each other using telepathic power. Meanwhile, the apes invade. Mutant and ape steel clash. The apes win and manage to destroy all the mutants and make their way to their inner sanctum, building their bomb. Ursus and the gorillas don't want to know what make up this thing, and Dr. Zayas is a weapon built by man. It'll kill us all. Uh, Taylor and uh, Brent eventually subdue their captive and eventually uh, make their way to stop the uh, gorilla war before it reaches a final conclusion. Nova gets killed. Taylor eventually gets shot. Brent rallies and kills poor General Ursus. The gorillas kill him. And in a final and apocalyptic ending, everything ends. In the countless billions of stars in the universe lies a medium-sized star. And one of its satellites, a green and insignificant planet, is now dead. That's how the movie ends. Ouch. Can you make a movie once you've blown up the world? Ask Douglas Adams about that. Yes, you can. Of course you can. Paul Dane said, let me kick it around. I've got a, a couple of ideas. And in a brilliant idea, he reboots the entire franchise. Making Zero Cornelius the face of the franchise and making the good Roddy McDowell and his Cornelius character the central focus. We travel back to the present, well, at least 1970s present. And at first, it's sort of like a romantic comedy. We discover these three apes who are intelligent, who are kind, and are maybe from Earth's future. Dr. Milo, played by Sal Minio, eventually gets killed by a, a regular gorilla. And eventually, Zero and Cornelius make friends with two humans, Lewis and Stevie. They are swept up in a life of luxury and become celebrities. But unfortunately, with the life of celebrities, you get the dark side of celebrities. Otto Hessline, what a great name for a villain, a, a scientist believes that Xeracornius' offspring will start a world of apes and mankind will eventually become either savages or extinct. So... Then they're questioned by the military, and eventually they reveal, yes, they're from the future. Yes, Taylor is dead, and everyone they've left behind is dead because there was a guerrilla war that they couldn't stop, 
and they didn't know what to do. Uh, Zira eventually has a baby. Lewis and Stevie help them escape. Well, they escape themselves, and then they run with Lewis and Stevie, and they uh, escape to an oil field. Now a new ape character comes into this. Well, he's not an ape, but he's the great Ricardo Montalban. Yes, that guy from Star Trek and several other uh, series. Star Trek has a lot of links with Planet of the Apes. Ricardo Montalban says that he wants to take them to the Everglades where they could form a colony and they could live happily ever after. But it's not to be. Zira switches babies with a regular ape, and they escape to another uh, oil derrick. But the police and Dr. Hasline corner them. He murders Zira and her child and tries to kill Cornelius. Cornelius kills him, and the police kill Cornelius. And that seems like an ending, right? No. They have an ending where poor little Caesar, that's his name. Originally, they call him Milo. I always cry when we get to that part. Little Caesar sitting there going, Mama, Mama. And to no avail, no mommy is coming. Now, I love the original Planet of the Apes. I love all of the Planet of the Apes. I love the comics. I love the movies. But this is my favorite. Why is it my favorite? And even fans are friends of this franchise. They'll say to me, why do you like this movie so much? It's so dark. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I guess it's because Roddy gets to play an action hero. And he rarely does that. In this film, Ryan McDowell is now... The grown-up Caesar and him and Ricardo Montalban go to a city in Los Angeles far into the future. A virus has wiped out all the dogs and cats in the world, and fierce apes are just pets. But then humanity realizes they can train apes to do anything humans don't want to do. So from pets to slaves. And now in a totalitarian government, and led by Governor Breck, basically rules over the city of apes and humans that basically has to do what he says. Roddy eventually uh, uh, is forced to live among his own kind because of an incident, and now they question Ricardo Montalban's character. He's a circus owner. A bad guy named Culp, the police uh, cap, or the their leader forces tries to torture him into revealing about this talking ape. Once beknownst to the governor, the talking ape is right there under his nose. He buys him. And McDonald, his assistant, eventually finds out that he can talk. Yes, I'm the one they're looking for. He eventually leads an ape revolution to bring his people to freedom. Meanwhile, uh, Doctor, uh, I mean the the uh, uh, Ricardo Montalban is killed. They capture Caesar. They torture him. They try to kill him. McDonald saves his life. He goes back to his people and realizes it's time. The apes seize weapons. They fight the police. They fight the army and eventually conquer all that stand in their way. They break into the ape management and seize the governor. Why did you turn us from pets into slaves? He says, our, your kind were once our ancestors. Villains always have the meteor lines. 
And there's still an ape wrapped up inside of every man. The beast that may be whipped into submission. The savage that must be shackled in chains. You are that beast, Caesar. Caesar is about to let him have it, but then he chooses not to. They take them and flank them over. The, the entire city is set ablaze. And apes rule for right now. And with a controversial ending, which you can discover on the Blu-ray, or if you look it up, uh, it, it, but the ending has changed for the theatrical release. Caesar decides to give in to peace. Destiny is the will of God, as he says. And eventually he lets humanity serve under the apes. Battle for the Planet of the Apes is the last film. It's probably the weakest film. There are cuts and stuff. I remember scenes that, that aren't in on the original DVD. If you watch the Blu-ray, you get to see different scenes that aren't there. In this film, which was supposed to be much a more darker film, but the director decided, let's make a kid's movie. So that's what they eventually did. At that time, a lot of movies were a lot more violent. You had Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry and and movies like The French Connection and and The Guns of Navarro and a lot of these other really, really violent pictures. In this movie, Caesar is tra- faced with a lot of other problems. He's no longer the dark leader that we used to know. He's more tolerant. He wants apes and humans to live in peace because... A off-screen nuclear war has wiped out humanity's big cities, and apes have just survived and are living on the outskirts of this. The son of MacDonald tells Caesar, brother of MacDonald, I'm sorry, brother of MacDonald tells Caesar that his parents aren't alive, but their recordings are, and they may be somewhere under the dead city. Even though it's forbidden to go there, Caesar decides to lead an expedition. Him and another new ape character named Virgil, an ape who knows everything about everything, goes to the the, uh, city. But Caesar's got problems within his own ranks. A corrupt general named Aldo, played by Claude Aikens, wants power. And he'll do anything to get at it. Even break the sacred law. Ape shall not kill ape. Within the city of, the, uh, of mutants, human beings live like moles. And Culp has survived. The uh, military or police uh, guy. And he wants, uh, he finds Caesar and Virgil looking from the archive section. He eventually sends a squadron of mutants to capture them. But then wants to kill them because they're mutants and they're mad from radiation poisoning. Caesar uses his skills and eventually finds out that there is a dark future if they don't make the right decision. Virgil reminds him that you could possibly change your past if you make the right decision. So Caesar eventually helps him escape the city of the mutants and and go back to the city of the apes. He realizes that the mutants eventually will come out of the city, and then they're going to rage war again. So he has his friends prepare for war. Aldo doesn't want anything with the council or humans. He believes that he has his own plans. 
Caesar's young ape Cornelius gets killed by Aldo, unbeknownst to Caesar. And he is critically wounded. Virgil tells him that you have to come right now because there's problems within the own city. But Caesar uh, wants to be with his son. And his dying wish, he asks him that one day he'll be as tall as a king, but not this time. Virgil tells him, this is what I know. This is what they know. Caesar finds out that Aldo has imprisoned humanity, seized weapons from the armory, and is ready for war. Caesar doesn't believe this. But then Culp and his mutants attack, and now all heck is breaking loose. Everything is uh, being destroyed. destroyed. Aldo retreats to off to the other side of the valley, leaving his fellow apes to battle it out with the mutants. Caesar, in one of my dad's favorite lines, says, go out there and fight like apes, and they eventually defeat the mutants. He confronts Culp and defeats him. Mutants run like scared rabbits and off into the valley. Aldo goes after them and pursues them with his gorillas and says, no prisoners, no prisoners, and slaughters each and every one. He men makes a demand in a cutscene. He says, now we go back to our city, Gorilla City. He goes back and says, I decide what we do now. But then we find out from Virgil's wise words that Aldo murdered his son. He broke the the sacred law. And the humans reflect, what is going on? What's wrong with them? You may just say they joined the human race. Caesar has a confrontation with Aldo, and it ends in Aldo's death. He releases humanity and tells them that they can rejoin the world with them, but not as prisoners, that everybody should be equals. In a prologue and epilogue, we meet the lawgiver who reads Caesar's story. And at the end, in one of the most poignant scenes in the Planet of the Apes series of films, he says this. A young girl asks, Lawgiver, does anybody know the future? He responds, perhaps only the dead. And we see a statue. Is it the evening dew in Caesar's stone eye? Does it just mean that man is going to make it, everybody's going to make it, and Taylor's going to find a city of apes and humans that live in harmony or not? We're left to that. The Planet of the Apes franchise, and it was in build as the last film. And it's not even exactly one of the best, but that's okay. Franchise, we'll talk about that in another time. It's a wonderful television series starring Roddy McDowell. What do I think of these movies? I love them. I was first exposed to them as a little kid, and then eventually saw them over and over again on a Channel 7 here in New York, on a thing called the 430 movie. News wasn't a big deal back then, and we used to uh, get movies, and every week there would be something different, and include the Planet of the Apes. It was wonderful. Planet of the Apes extended into magazines, comic books, uh, television, animated cartoons, as I reviewed before, and lots of other things. I would love to hear comments. If you want to, please, please be respectful. If you're a Planet of the Apes fan and remember the 430 movie, please do. 
all the wonderful actors that were involved in this. It's really terrific. We'll talk about the Future 8 franchise, which was read by Andy Serkis. We'll talk about that at another time. I am Anton, and I know a lot of stuff, so I'll see you again another time.